0: Welcome to the Power Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Scullion. Join me for some powerful conversations with members of the Substation Design Solutions Industry Consortium, the SDSIC. I'll chat with members about the consortium, some innovative solutions, how they're implementing some different technologies, even some of the amazing projects that they're working on to address the growing needs of our power grid. So thanks for listening today. Let's get started. Today's guest is Jeff Spence, Vice President of Strategic Innovations at Empirical Solutions and leading the charge at Siberical, specializing in services and solutions for the design and maintenance of safe, secure, and cyber-aware power systems environments. Jeff has been a member and a terrific supporter of the SDSIC since its very inception, 10 years ago this year. Thanks for joining me today, Jeff. Great to have you here. It's yes, my pleasure. Let's kick things off and addressing the fact that uh, this year is our 10th anniversary of the SDSIC and you've been a huge supporter since we uh, initially kicked off the idea. I don't think most members, even know that you were one of the first advisors in getting things set up and addressing what the consortium could potentially provide for utility customers and engineering firms
1: out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, When you say pre-SDS consortium i remember a conversation distinctly that you know we were discussing whether or not utilities would pay per download for for you know content and stuff like that and you know we went we went around the the circle on that one several times and finally concluded that we didn't think that was much of a market there and then the SDS consortium came along of course that's something that's you know near and dear to my heart when it comes to 3d and doing things intelligently in design And so I was chomping at the bit to be a part of it and see what we could do to contribute.
0: Yeah, and you guys have been amazing over the years. I mean,
1: I don't think a lot of folks in the
0: SDSIC, I don't think a lot of our members know just how much time you and I had spent on phone calls and even going through some of the early R&D we were doing on just the SDS tools with AutoCAD Electrical and Inventor. And you guys were uh, pretty open with spending a lot of time with us and going through some of the features and functionality that were kind of needed in the industry.
1: Well, we're certainly invested in the SDS Consortium, our clients and helping them make the transition into the intelligent tool set. Right. Not just doing 3D, but also when it comes to P&C. Right. We've been doing that, invest a lot of time, money and effort in building a large library and and spending time training our, our team members and truly trying to help any way we can this industry to move into the next sector.
0: Yeah, it's great. I mean, you guys have been, you guys have been sponsoring, and you've been, you know, part of every single, every single, I think monthly call, leadership call, helping us plan things out and everything. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty awesome. So you know, this is going to be our tenth year, and uh, we're going to Nashville, kind of the where it all started. On the first meeting it was in Nashville ten years ago. So, yeah, you know, what would you like to see happening in the in the tenth year as we head to Nashville?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know. I'm excited to see utilities and co-ops and municipalities really starting to adopt it. One thing that we've seen at the end of in 2020 and going into 2023, you know, the co-op market and the municipality market seems to be almost easier to adopt because they don't have so much legacy data, right? And so us working with some of our clients that way, helping them adopt into, you know, Inventor um, using the toolkit and into. autocad electrical and using the toolkit and and really helping them make some major leaps and bounds and so you know what i'm hoping for for 2023 is the continual momentum and and not just the iou market but also the co-ops and municipalities and really driving the utility market into the into technology and so i'm, I'm excited about that
0: that's great yeah it's pretty much One of the core ideas around this podcast was to try to elevate the voices a little bit, right? And kind of, you know, we've been often stuck in design and even say say the word drafting, but still in the (laughs) the drafting and and design space, and trying to just elevate the conversation in the STSIC and kind of rope in some of the kind of higher level discussions around time savings and predictive analytics or any kind of stuff like that. So, are you uh, are you going to be joining our Innovative Solutions Committee?
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, that, you know, this past year, I moved from being basically VP over substation and PNC, and of course, CAD solutions to really having a niche or more concentrated focus on CAD solutions and innovations and strategic innovations precisely, not just for, for substation or relaying, but also for operations and stuff like that. So, um, no, I'm excited about the The focus to be honest with you it was hard for me to let go of relaying a substation because i've been doing it for so long right but focus i couldn't i couldn't disagree with matthew the focus was needed and and so with that focus we've actually actually picked up momentum on some of the things that we're doing and some of the changes we are um, hopefully going to influence inside of empirical and as such hopefully have that um, benefit our clients as well
0: yeah that's great so i'm going to take you off on a bit of a tangent As you just talked about. (laughs) So, you know, I'm interested in in how long you've been doing that because I know I met you when Empirical was
1: fairly early on, I guess. Yeah, technically, in our new building, we have a wall that has a conduit with a timeline with different plaques on it. Mm -hmm. And so, actually, predating Empirical back in 2006, I was actually published in another, a different magazine for a different software company doing 3D substations with, you know, in the power industry. Right. So we've been doing it for a long time. It started off when I, we were at Intergy at the time working with EOSI okay. and Mark approached me, my uh, one of my partners, so he's retired now, but approached me and asked me, um, Hey, do you think we can do this? Um, substation design in 3D. And my, my, my answer to him was, sure. We can do anything with time and money. Right. <laughs> and he said, no, no, no. Can we really do it? I said, yeah, we, we certainly can. And so that really started our journey then. Right. And. You know, we're, we're very fluent in, in several different softwares when it comes to 3D and when it comes to PNC. And so, you know, we, we've always kind of prodded ourselves being software agnostic and whatever our, our customers need. We can have customers come to us and ask us about, hey, which one would you recommend? And and that conversation for me I always starts off with which what software are you using right now? Because a lot of times that makes your transition a bit easier. Now, that predates the consortium, right? That conversation changed. When the consortium came along and we started trying to team and partner to have one one voice you know that became a much different conversation
0: yeah and i think the uh i mean it's it's fairly often that we see you know every utility and engineering firm using pretty much the entire gamut of software it's not like anyone's committed to one single thing and i don't think anyone could claim they're you know singularly a bentley house or a autodesk house right i mean we see pretty much everything in use and some of the newer things now with open source and everything, there's no limit to the, the software that's being used these days. And no, that's true. And I, I appreciate the, uh, the effort in our in our leadership, the SDSIC, you've been a great voice in kind of helping us bring some of those things to light and trying to have those conversations about different software vendors and, you know, how we approach that, getting them into the SDSIC, which would be big for our, our 10th year coming up.
1: Kind of going back to your earlier question about 2023, the other thing I'm excited to see is you know with Bentley coming on board, and and really the change that's happened with with the SDS consortium, and that is really really trying to look at what are the best products that they can bring to the table, or the different opportunities and solutions, right? And so I think that's going to drive healthy competition, and that healthy competition is going to help all that's involved. And so i'm excited about being a part of that as well i didn't mean to revert back to that sorry so talk to me a little bit about some of the
0: other things you got going on you mentioned the empirical and some of the other uh, concepts and ideas that you guys are pushing through what's going on
1: yeah with the more narrowed focus this year for me you know with strategic solutions um, cad solutions as part of that we have a company called cyberical which specializes in the cyber aspect our business and most people think cyber, they first, they first go to cybersecurity and Cyberical absolutely is involved with that. We have several softwares that have a patent associated with that as well, but we do a lot of things there, right? And so on Cyberical, we don't just do cybersecurity, which we have that, but we also do relay settings and some other things that we're looking there to automate relay settings and RTU configurations. So, you know, because that really is a part of the PNC design and physical design. So there's no reason why we can't take that same data and push it and help influence some of these other areas that we're doing. And so in in Cyberical, uh, we also have a sister company called Grid Intel. So if we have software that we've produced for, for our use, we've got enough of inquiries asking us to sell it that we started a company called Grid Intel that we can actually sell some of those software solutions through. So, you know, as we're looking to automate, as we're looking to leverage data, to its max sometimes that results in actual one-off programs we try not to be in that business as much as possible but sometimes we we push the limits and we have to actually create things ourselves so you know that's kind of where we're at and you know what I'm focused on this year and and the years to come is how to maximize that right because we have this data And it's all about data. I heard a podcast earlier last year about data's new oil, right? And I absolutely believe it, right? So if we can get that data and we can size that data and push out in these different softwares, then it's only gonna make our life better and help our engineers stay focused on engineering and not all the graphics and everything. The handoff from engineering into, you know, a, a SCADA solution like RTU configurations. Are or, or into you know doing relay settings and, and really help those handoffs be somewhat seamless and so that's that's I'm really excited about how that's going to go for us in in you know in the months to come.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean it's so well needed now, right? We keep hearing about all these threats on the open air substations and even some folks breaking into the station and stealing components. Of <laughs> I mean it's a little bit unbelievable these days.
1: Yeah, we actually have a software called Vigilant Grid where we've we've had. At least three different things that happened last year we installed it on one of our customer system and their master rtu had ransomware and malware on the master rtu they took that one out of service put the backup in it had the same ransomware on it took that one out of service put the third uh, the second backup in it didn't have it sent the first one to us to do you know forensics on it to, to understand why and how it got on there and um and so we were able to give them that report then also report that up to the government on how some of that stuff got there. But, um, you know, wow. pretty, pretty interesting. We had another situation where, you know, just last week we had one of our customers, our clients call us and say, hey, you know, this grid showed me I'm having somebody trying to brute force into my, my SCADA system. And so we were able to take that, take that domain area that was coming from and, you know, kind of um, blacklist it so they had no more access but um it, you know it's it's crazy how much stuff's out there from a cyber standpoint, you know, how much malicious activity is going on. And so so oftentimes we we think of cyber just as you know an IT solution. And it's so much more than that. If we, we can have certain things and analytics in there or ways to report. You know, some of these things that are going to be coming down from IEEE when it comes to cyber. You know, we're very involved in that. You know, Nathan Wallace is a, a gentleman I work with. Very blessed to be working with him. Very intelligent, you know, very involved in IEEE when it comes to cybersecurity. And so some of these things are going to be coming down the pipe to some of our utilities and our customers. And um, much like we have been with SDS Consortium, we want to be involved in supporting that and pushing that and seeing what we can do to support our clients in this industry.
0: Yeah, that's good. I remember... Uh... I think Nathan spoke in Kansas city, right? It was nice to have him there and and having that expertise that's so well needed. And again, elevating the voice of the SDSIC, having some more critical conversations, if you will, right? Not just focusing solely on design. I mean, no, it's the start of everything, but it's just being able to elevate that have those conversations about cybersecurity has been awesome.
1: One of the things he's talked about there is not just looking at cybersecurity after the fact, but making it into the design. So, as we do the design, we are thinking about cybersecurity, right? And how we go about doing it, how we go about executing it, how we go about maintaining it, right? All those things are critically important because, quite frankly, we as the human factor are the weakest link.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. Like I think about it now, all the uh, electric vehicles being plugged in and the solar and all this kind of stuff. I mean, there's going to be so many different ports of entry than there was before, right? It's going to be so well needed.
1: Yeah, we, we had another client that. Actually had one of their employees go to Starbucks and um, plug his machine in through the Wi-Fi through Starbucks and then came back to the office and went in and he actually downloaded what happened coming through his machine, corrupted their whole client and basically was trying to make their whole infrastructure computing infrastructure a data mining for um, for, for Bitcoin right And so yeah that's, that's not what they wanted to happen.
0: Wow that's that's pretty special. Yes, indeed. (laughs) All right, Matt. So I'm going to circle all the way back to the SDSIC and and kind of, um, you know, obviously the, the power up podcast is going to be through the SDSIC it's really to have these conversations with uh, members such as yourself. And there's not too many Jeff Spences because you've been with us from the very early days of pre SDSIC, but still, what kind of advice would you give to say other engineering firms or services companies coming into the SDSIC maybe for the 1st time?
1: Another great question. I guess the first advice I'd give is, um, it's great working with people that are like-minded. You have the SDS consortium, don't just come to them, the SDS consortium, you know, in the large events, reach out to the members that have some track record, you know, have, have a, a bit of a, a, a resume of successful implementations and, and using this, not just on, you know, building a substation model or, or testing it out, this, that, and the other, We're actually using it all the way through construction because there's so much that you can learn at the tail end that's going to affect the front end. And so, you know, truly leverage the SDS Consortium team as a, as a consultant for you. You know, don't do it by yourself. Try, try to navigate that journey by yourself. You're going to spin off in the weeds and get lost in some places if you're not careful. You're going to step into some big holes. You don't have to. The SDS Consortium is here to support you. We want to bring your voice along with our voice to this industry to, to make it better, right? And the only way we can do that is by teaming for success. And I'm excited to be fortunate to work with a, a lot of men and women, you know, at Empirical, at Cyberical, but even, even more so than that, at the SS Consortium that really have that same mindset. And so the very first one I came to, I promised at the SS Consortium to stick my sword in the sand even with my competitors, and try to collaborate to see how we can make this better. And I would encourage anybody joining to do the same. So, for the newbies coming in, Jeff, again to the SDSIC, you think, you know, what do
0: you think their biggest challenges, or what would you want to hear from them as far as their needs to go from zero to to hero, if you will, but just getting started?
1: Well, you know, you. Said, I want to start with what you ended on that statement, just for a second. Yeah. Please understand. Doing this and doing this successfully can make for a person to have a successful career and kind of springboard them into other successes, right? Now, that's a, that's a, a double-edged sword, right? Because as they move up the, the, their, their company and their tiers or their rungs, um, sometimes that pulls them out of the SDS landscape. And so it's it's, it's kind of a, a win, a, kind of a bittersweet at times. But, um, but to go back to your question, the hurdles moving into this going from zero to hero, great question. You know, one of the hurdles is always going to be content, right? Content, content, content. But a lot of what Trevor, you have done and you guys are doing with the SDS toolkit, you know, you've gone a long way of addressing a lot of that content. Is it 100%? No. Is it intended to be 100%? No. Should it always be evergreen? Absolutely. But not just the, the the libraries that you have, but also reaching out to other people that's done this for years, you know more than a decade, they're going to have a tremendous amount of information to share lessons learned, tips and tricks, you know, that all comes from doing it the wrong way or the hard way and finding better ways of doing it. Right. So I mentioned earlier, don't do the journey alone. I Fully mean that, you know, reach out to the consortium, lean on them. Right. But the hurdles is going to be content and and training your people, getting a, a power user or champions in your, in your company to do it right. And then you have that. And then you have the other hurdle of legacy data, right? Oh, what do you do with brownfields? I understand it. I can see it for a greenfield. What do you do for a brownfield? Well, brownfield's really no different. You know, you can have a, a hybrid solution when it comes to 2D versus 3D. You can leave, you know, if it if the, if it, if it's a large enough station that has enough of different areas and other bays and stuff like that, you can leave those 2D drawings 2D and interface and just create the or the place that you connect to make that 3d so you can have everything up from that point in 3d to leverage the advantages you get from 3d right mm. in some cases you may have another bay almost just like that when that's in 2d well you may want to have the conversation with your client if you're the if you are the client you are the utility you know make the decision hey do you want to copy this over there to make it the next job that much better with very little impact when it comes to dollars and cents by doing that so so the other part of that would be you know, addressing brownfield. And so that's one half of the coin on brownfield. The other half of the coin on brownfield is, is LIDAR. Man, LIDAR has has grown leaps and bounds over the last two years by itself, right? And some of the things that you can do with LIDAR with even translating some of that data and, and have it automatically find the library part and drop it in, you know, I think Trevor, I think you had something on LinkedIn here about a week or two ago, talking about how close you know you guys are getting to some of those things. So, you know, lidar is the other piece of the puzzle when it comes to that legacy data in brownfield.
0: That's great advice, right? It is the number one thing I think is content. That's the number one thing we hear from, you know, from somebody just getting the software. It's training and content, right? And I know you guys. So, I mean, obviously, Jason Philpott, Tim Timler from your team. I mean, these guys are. Just rock solid, right? They're always at our SDSIC doing presentations and things. So, what do you guys do for training? I mean, how do you get your folks up to speed? Is that a still a major challenge, or do you have enough expertise now?
1: No, it's training. You know, it's, it's 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 one of those things like anything else. The more you do it, the easier it gets, and the more streamlined it gets, right? And so, a lot of times, and, and training is different with of PNC as it relates to you know substation, you know. It, You wouldn't think it'd be that much different, but it's different, right? And so for us, you know, we found that we have a collaboration space in our building. So we have have move a group of people down to this collaboration space, which is an open workspace format, and allow them to work together as they put together libraries, as they work on the first implementation of a job for a new customer or something like that. And doing that helps that information flow back and forth where somebody say, oh, hey, where's this at? You know, and and John Doe can say, oh, it's over here, or, or how did you do this? And that open and collaboration environment really helps that learning process so it's not just the, the 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 formal training right and we do a lot of that formal training in-house now if we have somebody new on board that has never done autocad electrical or inventor we will send them out to a vendor that does that training right okay look let them let them go out and get that base training. Then they come back in here. And even some of that base training, we've worked with them to get some of that more specifically specific, you know, focused on utility work rather than some, you know, oil and gas or something like that. Because you do that, it loses a little bit of its value. But anyway, that formal training is done out, out outside of our company in most cases. Then we bring it intern, right? And, and we work on that internal training and then we move right into a project. Because one of the things that we've learned over the over the you know almost last two decades, right? that uh, if you go to training and don't move right into a project, you lose the value of some of that training, right? Mm-hmm. And so you really it's, it really have to work on the timing of lining those things up and right, lining them up the right way to get max value. But that, that works well for, for PNC substation. You know, yeah, we still send them out to external training, but then they come in and they, we do an internal training that's much shorter. We don't necessarily break them up into a different section because they're going to go off and work on a substation probably by themselves or with a mentor in the same in the same discipline on a project. And so you have two guys working together here on one project, two guys working over here on a project after a quick training. and uh, But it accelerates their learning curve, right? And they get up to speed much faster. And that's the, that's the two ways that we've really kind of focused on the training aspect of bringing new people in, you know, and whether you're new coming into it or whether you have an established uh, work team, you know, bringing new people up and, and having a, a scalable model is extremely important. Yeah, that's
0: great advice. Great advice. So one more thing, Jeff. Then So we talked about training and content. You know, one of the big challenges, I think, for a lot of folks that aren't really at a senior level, you know, and having somebody with expertise and experience as yourself, yeah, what kind of advice would you give to folks that are trying to get buy-in within their organization to make the shift to 3D or to make intelligent PNC or any of that stuff?
1: Yeah, so I may not be the best person to ask that question, at least part of that, because for us, even before we started Empirical, we already knew that we were invested in 3D intelligent software, right? Right. We already made that transition. So my, you know, also being a part owner of Empirical, and my other partners being completely bought into it, we've never had to really Kind of scale that wall as it relates to getting buy-in from upper management, mm-hmm. um, but but the other piece of that is when you when you start that journey and you and, and you start trying to get that buy-in, you know. Again, I want to ask, encourage you to lean on the SDS consortium. We have a leadership committee, and one of those purposes of that leadership committee is supporting people like that needs that support in that right. But I guess the biggest thing I would communicate to you is. Doing the first station or second station, you know, you may not see a, a windfall return on the first station or second station, right? It's going to be the third and the fourth one. And even those may not be huge savings, right? They're going to, you're going to continue to save, 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 save for sure. And you have compounded savings or compound successes. And that's really what I'd focus on because the next time you come into that substation, do work on it, you've already done it in 3D the first time that's where you see the windfall, right? That's where you, you start building those compounded successes on top of each other, right? And the ease and the use of getting that out, getting the build materials out and the time frame that really streamlines that, that process and that project, that's where, where the big wins are, right? The other big win is not having the changes out in the field. And I think that's one of the things that I'm seeing on our side of the house on influencing operations you know, having having the 3D model out there in the work trailer for them to have access to, to minimize those change orders and this, that, and the other, again, is going to be another tremendous win and a windfall. When uh, the more we do that, the more we can collaborate and leverage that.
0: Yeah, great, great advice. I think you just nailed one of the key things is setting expectations, right? I mean, that's one of the critical things in getting started. You know, we've seen in the past. I think we've had some. Some folks going in thinking they'd have it all automated in the first project and, you know, save half the time and all that good stuff. But that's a really, 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 really tough way to go and really hard to get there. So great advice.
1: The other thing I was going to say is that if you're, if you're trying to get wins with, with you know, upper executives and this stuff, you know, show the value of what you're doing is pick a, a voltage class or a configuration type that you're going to have. Several coming up, so you can show that compound of success from one to the other to the other, right? And and how each one gets better and better and better, and and you can do that, and it's going to drive profit to the bottom line that you can then show upward executives. And once you show them that, then be careful and go and put your seatbelt on because they go on it for everything, right? But once you do that, you kind of set the hook. You got it hooked, and and the rest of it's going to be figuring out how do you get the people and the resources trained up and ready for for, for the work that's coming, which is very exciting.
0: Well, I really appreciate your time today, Jeff. That was an amazing conversation. And uh, we'll get this recorded up on the SDSIC site for folks. So as we close out, just in summary, and kind of hit on maybe one big piece of advice that you've either read in a book or you'd like to give to some of the members listening to this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, first off, it's been my honor. I always enjoy talking with you. And you know collaborating with you on, on different things different topics um, the one thing i guess i would leave with you today on, on, on something and that is always be learning never ever stop learning i've never understood we go to college we learn from books and this that and the other and then we we get out of college and we don't and some people don't want to read anymore right never understood that and so i would say absolutely read 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 Learn. If if I've always adopted the the philosophy, if I can learn from somebody else's mistake, and help me not make that same mistake, then that much closer to where I want to be. And so I'll leave you with this: just the top three books. I was going to give you one, but I'll give you top three. Top three books right now is probably Extreme Ownership by Jocko. He's a, a Seal Navy Seal. They never X Navy Seals, right? They're up there. they're. If you're a Seal, you're always a Seal. Right. Um, but um, he's got he's got um Extreme Ownership. Really good first read on that one. Then he's got a follow-up mm-hmm. book called The Economy of Leadership, which I actually like more than Extreme Ownership because it balances a little bit. You can actually have too much ownership in some cases. And so two really good books. And then the other one would be Be a team of teams. Um, it's, it's also done by another military person. Mm-hmm. And, and the way they go about it, they actually use some of the stories and, and situations they had in, in real-life situations. That sticks out on that one was the blue-on-blue blue situation inside that book that he had to take some ownership in. But anyway, three really, really good reads that will not be just be good for you now and work, but it'd be good for you in in your private life, in your your personal life, you know? Um, So that would be the three books I'd recommend right now as top recommendations. But really, I would end on this, Trevor. Mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier in our conversation, and that would be, you do not have to do the journey alone, right? We have people, part of the SDS consortium and doing it for over, for multiple, some some of us in some cases up two decades, right? A lot of us have been doing it for a decade. A lot of, a lot of lessons learned, right? Don't do the journey alone. If you heard nothing else I've said today, leave with that one. And that is not to do the journey alone. You don't have to.
0: Yeah, that's a great message, Jeff. And uh, I think a lot of people would agree with you out there. You know, I'm reminded of, uh, I think Albert Einstein said, uh, you know, he hasn't uh, failed. He's just found a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. So I think we've got that <laughs> collective experience amongst a lot of our members so uh, they can learn from the scars that we all have. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. That was uh, a terrific conversation. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, I just want to say, as a small plug for Empirical, that uh, we're recording this session and all of our podcasts uh, over Zoom. And uh, it is empirical and thanks to Jeff Spence that we had sponsorship to pay for Zoom because the SDSIC is of course a nonprofit. So thank you again, Jeff. Again,
1: uh, my, my pleasure to be a part of it, Trevor. Um, you know, I'm only a phone call away if you ever need anything or if anybody listening needs something, um, I'm only a phone call away, give me a bus.
0: Yep, everybody can reach Jeff Spence on the SDSIC website at stsconsortium.com. Uh, you get in there, you can find Jeff, look up the member, you'll see his email, you can contact him through there. Thank you for listening to the Power Up Podcast today. If you enjoyed this conversation and you're not yet a member of the SDSIC, join for free at stsconsortium.com. Be part of the community in all these great conversations. And maybe you'll be the next guest on the Power Up Podcast.